Blog Talk Radio. DJ Tony Duff. She gon' take care of her bitch, she truckin', she truckin'. She a woman with a rig, she truckin', she truckin'. She gon' take care of her kids, she truckin', yeah. She a boss, she do it big, she truckin', she truckin', she truckin', she truckin', she truckin', she truckin'. She a boss, she do it big, she truckin', she truckin'. She a woman with a rig, she truckin', she truckin', she truckin', she truckin', she truckin', she truckin', she truckin'. Ah. Hello and welcome to the She Trucking Podcast. I am your host, Sheree Moore, and this is the She Trucking Podcast. And if you don't know what she stands for, it stands for Sisterhood, Helping, Empowerment, and Trucking. Today, I am so excited to bring my two special guests on today. I have Miss Angela and Mr. Marcus Little. They are man bosses, entrepreneurs, owner operators. Okay, they are they are here to give us so much information and talk about how to gain your authority in trucking and start your business. And we also gonna be able to get a male perspective about the trucking industry. So sit back, relax, tell somebody to tune in today because this is the She Trucking Podcast, and we about to get started. I want to um, bring on a word from, if y'all don't know about the Truck and Hustle podcast, I need y'all to jump on it. So let's get a word for a sponsor. What's up, y'all? This is Ramel Watley from Truck and Hustle, you know, the podcast for trucking entrepreneurs. And when I'm not bringing you the dopest interviews from trucking industry leaders all over the world, I'm tuned in to She's Trucking Women Empowerment Podcast. What up, Sheree? And oh yeah, if you smell something burning, it's only your desire. Let's go. Let's go. go, go, go. Shout out to Ramel with Truck and Hustle Podcast. We just love that podcast. So too, make sure you listen to the Truck and Hustle and She Trucking Podcast. Um, so listen, our call-in number is 914-205-5328. If you have any questions while we are live on the show, this is a live radio show. So please do not hesitate to call in. Our radio show number is 914 914- Two zero five five three two eight, and welcome to the show, Miss Angela. How are you doing? Hello, how are you? And thank you for having me. I am so excited. A little nervous, but I got this. I am so excited. And hi, Marcus. How you doing? Hello. How you doing? I'm doing great on this beautiful Sunday. Welcome to the She Trucking Podcast. We are so honored to have you on. Um, tell us about the name of your company and tell us about it, like what all the services that you do. Well, the name of the company is Triple Vision Logistics. Um, it's an LLC. What we offer is transportation services. It's basically me and my husband. We run the business together. He is the driver, and I am the fish. I go out and get it, and I bring it back in, and we put it together. What we just started offering was business startups because I get so many people always asking me, how do you start a trucking business? What do I need? What do I need to start? So that's a new service that I'm offering. And I've actually just started offering, teaching people how to gain their authority. But other than that, basically what we do is we own two trucks, and we put them on the road, and we broker, and we get our own loads, and we cut the middleman out. Awesome. I love it. I love it. Um, 
So how did y'all get started in the industry? Mm, we got two stories. <laughs> um, I started like nine years ago working as a dispatcher for a small company. I learned the back end, the logistics side. And as a dispatcher, um, that led me to saying, you know what, I want to get my own truck. And I just went from there. I worked hard. Um, I hustled up my money. And as I was doing it, I was still gaining the knowledge that I needed to know as far as with me um, really owning the truck and running the truck. But I knew one thing that I could not do. I knew I was not going to drive that damn truck. <laughs> and I was not going back to school to get my CDL. So that's where my husband came in at. And he has his own background on what led him into trucking. We just both had the same goals and the same vision. And we got together, and we put it together, and we made it do what it do. Yes. I, um, I've been in trucking for roughly five, six years. Um, let me see. I had a pretty good, decent job, and I got tired of working for somebody else. I felt like I was making them rich with as much hard work as I was putting in. And I pretty much sacrificed a good-paying job to make nothing in the beginning to learn how to drive trucks. So I couldn't afford trucking school, so I pretty much had to stay back after work every day and practice on the semi-trucks that we had um, until I learned. I went and got my learner's permit and went down there and took the test. And I done drove for, you know, a few companies and stuff. And then one day I, I met this beautiful woman that introduced me to a whole other level of trucking, and she opened my mind up to a the real thought of ownership, you know, not just talking about being a, a owner or, you know, a boss, but the real aspect of it. So it's true what they say, behind every man there's a strong woman. Um, say that again for the people in the back, please. Say it again. So it's, <laughs> it's true what they say, huh? <laughs> the brains behind. I mean, you know, I ain't trying to toot my own horn, but you know how we do. Yeah. Yeah. I love yeah. it. I love it because also very go ahead. No, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Mel. So I love it because from a woman perspective, being like I need y'all to learn how to drive so I can get out the driver's seat. You know. And they you know, it's it's hard to reverse that. But I see a lot of women that jump on board or already in the industry and then it, you can work as a team and I think it's important to work as a team. So I want to talk about marriage and trucking. If you can talk about how it is to be, you know, to have that teamwork, and um, and tell us like the good, bad, the good, the bad, the ugly. Give us an example too of how you can make someone transition. Why you gonna ask me a question like this? Is not the time to be asking me about marriage and trucking. Okay, no. <laughs> um, marriage and trucking. Yeah. Um, you know what? I can only speak off of my experience, um, and I know how I am. Marriage and trucking, um, it can be rough because with me, I have to learn how to balance being an affectionate wife and also I have to remember, you know, being a boss. So sometimes I had to learn, um, and so you, when you're in the bed, you're not a boss. Remember, he's the boss, okay? You go back to being the loving and affectionate wife. <laughs> so I'm trying to see a balance those two because in my mind, I'm just supposed to control everything. But at the end, when you find a partner, somebody that you can, you know, we work. One thing I can say is that we work together. Business-wise, it's awesome. Marriage, we bump heads at times. 
Yeah, that's 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 very true because I have such a humble wife, as you can tell. Very very humble. Um, a lot of marriage and trucking is like this. Your wife, she loves the fact what you do, but she's still a woman. She's gonna miss you like a woman does. So sometimes you have to. She has to understand the sacrifice that you're making to get somewhere. So we have to really set time apart for our marriage. Sometimes I have to tell her, hey, I don't want to talk about trucking right now. I'm in a truck. Can we talk about something else? Because it's just truck, 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 this, that, this, that. I'd be like, yo, I got it. We good, baby. Let's talk about us. You know, and like she said, you know, we clash, but we clash because we're two strong personalities. You know, um, and I think that's what's made us successful in trucking. Because if she can't get it done, I'm gonna get it done. So we always want to get it done, no matter what, whether it's me or her doing it. And I was looking at y'all pictures, and if you're listening, uh, you'll see both of uh, Marcus and Angela pictures, and you'll see their business. Um, I shared a lot of pictures that I saw as well, so they can um, listen and look at y'all as well, um, y'all business as well. And so. How old are y'all? Because I was like, they are young. You know, they get, y'all look so young. <laughs> Girl, we old. We old. Yeah. Okay. That one in the script. We old. Now, <laughs> I'm 37. Oh. Okay. And I'm 40. Okay. See, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, I come in, y'all, you know, because I'm, myself, is, I'm 36. Well, I'll be 36 next week, I think. So, um, but I just want to come in, y'all, because, and I'm going somewhere with this. <laughs> so come with me. Um, okay. What, when did you know, like, you know what, I'm going to take, what, how do you know when is that time? I want you to explain, to take that leap of faith, to say, okay, now I'm going to try this uh, on my own. We can do this. You know, I don't, you know, when you can break that chain, because everyone, they don't do it. You know, some people, they have worked for other people for their whole entire life. So I want to know when that clock came on and you said, you know what? The time mm-hmm. is now. Um, I'll well, start off. I okay. think that by us being partnered, because I had a partner, I can understand when you're by yourself. That's scary. But because I had a partner and we both had careers, we sat down and we decided which one was going to walk away first. And, again, it was two of us, so we was able to invest our money together. And was it scary? Yeah, because he's always made more money than me <laughs> when he was working. <laughs> so I was like, oh, my God, wait a minute, we're going to cut your check off, but, then we got to cut his check off because he's going to be the driver too. So that was very scary. But the fact that he was brave enough to believe in my vision and his vision and he took off and he did it, that just made me fall in love with him even more. Yeah, Congratulations. The, I'll go ahead. Thank you. The The biggest thing for me, um, and I say this in the most humblest way, is I got tired of being smarter than the people over me. You know, some people have this thing where because they make this amount and you make this amount, your ideas don't matter. You know, or what – or, or how you see something is not good enough. And I was like, you know what? I want to be my own boss. You know, my wife really pushed me into that, like really pushed me. And, you know, she would tell me, 
You're smarter than them. You're just as smart as them. You're smarter than them. You can do it. I'm trying to tell you can. And I'm like, but I want to be stable. I don't want to be unstable. I want to be stable for us. You know, and she was like, no, just go for it. I got your back. You know, and I was like, "Uh, are you really going to have my back? You know, but I was like, you know what? I'm going to go for it. You know, and being an entrepreneur, I'm not going to sugarcoat it for nobody. It's the hardest thing you'll ever do. You know, some people say you can become a slave to your business when you're an entrepreneur. And that's the balance that I'm learning, to not be a slave to my business. You know, because I I will work, work, work. She has to tell me to come home. Because I want to be on a certain level so bad, and I want to put my, my family in a position so that my grandkids don't have to work as hard as we worked. We both come from parents that, you know, they only taught us how to survive. They didn't tell us about building generational wealth. They didn't teach us about hustling for your last name and not your first. So me and my wife, our main goal is to make sure that our grandkids are taken care of. We want to leave our children something. So sometimes I get so caught up in that. I work, 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 you know, and she be like, okay, you got to come home eventually. You do have a wife, you know, so sometimes I have to come home. I understand that from a, a interesting. So I, I love it. I love this teamwork. I want to go in and get into authority and getting your business startup. So, um, okay. So, what is a good amount to, you know, start out with? What's a good starting amount? I always say, I would say seven thousand dollars. <throat> And the reason why I say $7,000 is because first I need to, my main question I ask people when they say they want to start a trucking business, how how are you paying for the truck? That's like my number one question. How are you going to pay for the truck? <laughs> Did you save your own money or are you financing through a bank or are you going to go to one of these trucking places and, you know, lease on or however you're going to do it? That's my goal. I need to know how are you going to purchase this machine? And once I find that information, then I go from there. But I say $7,000 because, you know, not everybody has saved up enough money to purchase a truck. You can get a truck for seven, you can put $7,000 down. Sometimes you can put $5,000 down. You know what I'm saying? And you can make your truck payments or you can go to your bank and take a loan and make monthly payments that way. That's the first question that I always ask people when it comes to starting up because, you know, they say um, everybody should join this business. Everybody should get this book. This blueprint will lead you. What you forgot in the blueprint is that when you told them they needed to buy this truck, they need to learn how to maintain their money, maintenance account, escrow account, whatever you want to call it. Where are you putting your savings at? Because that truck is your business. That's your overhead. That's everything. When that tire go out or anything go out, who's going to pay for that? You're responsible. So before jumping into the business, make sure you know how to save your money. I love that you said that. Because um, that was a discussion that we, uh, me and my team was talking about today. So um, that's going to be our topic for March. It's going to be all about saving. March, um, it's going to be about saving. So how do you save in trucking? I want to talk about that. Like how, because everyone say, well, I'm not able to save. And I I always tell people, pay yourself $100 a week and let the rich, something go to (laughs) savings. So what advice would you give someone who say, I don't know how to save? 
So how do you say it? Well, that, um, I think I'm more qualified on this subject, baby, so let me teach the people how to say I'll it. I'll shut up. <laughs> this, is, this, is, this is one of the ways that I've discovered that's a good way to save money. You start off with a budget. You take all your bills. You take your living expenses, however much it is per month, right? If you're working, you know you have to pay these bills every month, and you know what you spend outside of it. So you set it up. Let's just say you make $1,500 a week, okay? You say, you know what? My expenses per week is $800. Or let's just say your expenses is $1,000. Even though you made 1500 in your mind, you only made 1000 Put the five away. If you make two thousand and your expenses is only a thousand, put a thousand away. If you make eleven hundred, you put a hundred away. You have to be disciplined to save money because a lot of us wasn't taught it. That's the only way you can properly save is to be disciplined. You have to understand what your end goal is. Do you want to keep living check to check every week? You know, so that's how I that's how I save money. I have to sometimes sacrifice even while I'm, I'm out here because I'm trying to save. So sometimes, some weeks, I may take $100 for the whole week where I know I got five, $6,000 in my bank account, but I'm just going to use this $100 because that money is for something. So it's all about discipline. You can save when you think you can't save. Paying yourself $100 a week, that's not even feasible because it's, everything costs more than $100 a week. You know, so eventually you're going to dig into it. You have to set a realistic goal and put a realistic cap on it and be disciplined. So those, you know, those are the words that I can say as far as saving. So to save money on the road, what are some tools that you use? Well, I'm going to say this as a whole for all truckers because different truckers do different things. Some truckers, you know, they buy pots and pans. They have stuff that they can cook on. They cook their own food. You know, we have refrigerators in most of the trucks. They cook their own food. You know, me, myself, because I'm a very finicky eater. So the way I save money on the road is I don't eat a lot of stuff. Like, I may eat once a day, pretty much. And I'm going to make sure that it's a nice, good meal, and that's it. You know, I don't buy a lot of frivolous stuff out here because I've been out here for some years now, so don't nothing pretty much excites me out here where I just have to have it. You know, I'm out here for a reason. My reason is to get home to my family. So every dollar I spend out here is a dollar more that I have to earn and stops me from being able to be home. So that's how I look at it. Excellent. Shout out to N- Never Accept Less, Mr. Ian Sullivan, that was on our show uh, last week. Um, he talked about healthy meal choices. So I just wanted to throw that in there and have you listen to a driver from a driver point of view on how to continue that healthy eating. So now we're going to get back to the small business and the, and the authority as well. And I, my next question is, um, what what's needed to be able to get your authority? Like, what do they need? How, if I say, okay, now I'm ready to get my authority, what do I, what are you going to ask me to bring? And in that way, we can have people already kind of getting their stuff in order. So if they want to contact okay. you, they ready. They ready to go. Okay. If you want to get your, well, first of all, let me explain to you what an authority is. A trucking authority is pretty much you 
asking for permission from the federal government to make money off of transporting freight across the country. That's all a trucking authority is. It's pretty much like, hey, I want to transport freight. Can I? What you need for that, you need a a business license, whether you're a um, sole proprietorship, LLC. Um, you need a Duns and what is it? What was the Duns and Broad Street number? You need a Duns number. Duns and Yeah, Duns and Brad Street number. You need um, a, EI, a EIN number. If you had those three things and $300, you have everything you need. It's that simple. It's very simple to get your authority. Okay, now, I love it. And thank you for explaining that very well. Thank you for giving us that definition. Whew, when do you have to get that is? Insurance. That the, I think the the big <laughs> our biggest fear is that insurance. You know, when they hit you across the head and say, "Ha, yeah, well, we got you." Well, you this is, st- uh, go ahead. Well, this is the benefits of coming to us for your trucking authority because my wife is the plug on insurance. She can get you good insurance, but cheaper than what a lot of people out here having it. I'll let her tell you about it. You know, don't tell it too much, baby, because we're still trying to sell it. Go ahead. <laughs> um, I know with having your authority, it's, the insurance is what scares people. But I look at it like this. I mean, when you get to invest in yourself and in your business, it's going to cost you some money. Nothing worth having is free, and it's not cheap. So it's going, I mean, some places, what, progressive, they went, sometimes they want $4,500 down. And when you're trying to start your own business, I never push a person to get their own authority if they're just trying to start off because I don't know your situation. I try to get your situation. But if I know that you are not set up and ready to get your own authority, because it's still just not about the insurance. And I do have people that you can contact that can give you cheaper insurance. It's the paperwork that you got to keep up with as well. If you tell me you want to start a business and you only have enough for a truck, I would refer you to do sign on with a third-party um, trucking company. That way they can handle your insurance, escort account. They'll handle everything for you. All you need to do is make sure that you have a driver that's reliable that will be able to deliver the shipment. Yeah, because a lot of people don't know when you have an authority, that means you are now being governed by the federal government, which means – your hours of service, which if, if you know if people don't know what hours of service is, is how many hours you can drive per day. That's governed and dictated by them. You can lose your authority for not properly logging your hours in. You can lose your authority for not turning in your paperwork at a timely matter. They audit you sometimes. If you're a new company, they will audit you twice a year, the federal government, because you have a new authority. So you have to have every T crossed and every I dot. You know, just like my wife says, sometimes people need to wait a little while. You know, if you're the driver, then I mean, stop right there. I want you to tell people, in your opinion, how long they should wait before they become an owner operator and get their authority. Because some people, they won't even have their CDLs and they'll have an authority. And I'm like, what? Girl, you don't, you're going to tell your truck up. So, <laughs> well, if you wait a minute. Uh-huh. <laughs> how long do you think money in that. Wait. It, it, it's like, don't get it twisted. 
I know people that don't have trust and have the authority, and they make money. It's money in that, but we're not even going to talk about that today. Well, but if you, you if you have, a driver, and from a driver point uh-huh. of view, I think it should. If you a driver, now you can get your authority, and you can hire a driver and never drive. Yes. But I'm talking about from a from we have a lot of perspective. We have a lot of new drivers in the industry that listen to us. Uh-huh. And so, how long do you think they should wait before they become an owner operator? And then, how long two, do you, this is a two part question? Years. Two, two years. years, yeah. Two years. Two years is the magic number. After two years, the insurance you get will be cheaper. Every mm-hmm. it's always two years. You will have the experience as a driver. You would have seen some things. You would have experienced some things. And the number one thing is, I always tell people: don't just become a new driver and buy your truck. No, do not do that. Go to a big company and go tear their truck up first. Because if you was <laughs> a new driver and you buy a truck, you're going to tear your truck up. I'm just telling you, it's going to happen 100% of the time. I could tell you some of the horror stories that I did myself. You're going to tear a truck up. Wait. <laughs> Take that two years to build your foundation, build your money, build your experience. And then in 24 months, you will be in a position to be your own boss. You have to pay mm-hmm. your dues. You have to pay your dues. You can't skip it. You can't skip two to get the three. You got to do one, two, and three. I love it. Thank you for that. And um, no so my next question is, where do you suggest people say, okay, now you got your years of experience. Where are some, just off the top of your head, locations or just places for people to start looking for a truck? Like if someone say, I want a truck. And I always say, well, do you know what truck, kind of truck you want? You know, or like, what do you just, how do people find a truck? They contact my wife. If you want a truck <laughs> after two years, you contact my wife. She eats trucking. She breathes trucking. She sleeps trucking. <laughs> if anybody comes Thanks to her lot. about anything about trucking, she's going to get it solved. Period. Thanks but there's other places you can go, me. though. Mm-hmm. Could you drop your link and your contact information so if the listeners oh, say, sure. hey, I'm at that point, I want to, you know, get a truck. If you're, at, if you're at that point, you can email us at triplevisionlogisticsllc at gmail.com. You can also go on our Instagram page, triplevisionlogistics. And you can actually go on my wife's Instagram page, too. You can drop that, baby. Your Instagram page. I have the website that's on my Instagram page, which is 757 at Queen. You can just contact me, send me your information, and I will reach back out to you. Yeah, she's definitely the Freight Queen. <laughs> awesome. Definitely. Thank you so much. So if y'all are interested in getting a truck and know and getting your own authority and want to know about startup business, definitely contact Triple Vision Logistics. Um, they just dropped their links for us. Um, you also have a website, right? Yes. Yes, we do. And the website link is Triple Vision Logistics Business. It's triple, yeah. 
www.triplevisionlogistics.com. Thank you for that. And if you're listening in and you have a question that you would like to ask about authority or business startup or just a male point of view of the trucking industry, give us a call in. Or if you just love the show today, just throw us some love. Um, this <laughs> is a happy Valentine's Day to everyone. Um, happy past Valentine's Day to every all to everyone. Um, our phone number is 914-205-5328. The phone number is 914-205-5328. And if I can, also want to um, kind of backtrack on one of the things we was talking about as far as starting a um, business with the how much it costs. If you have your CDL, if you have a Class A CDL, it costs you zero. And I'm going to give you a blueprint how. You go to one of these large companies, you work with them for a year, and you go into their lease program, their lease purchase program. And this program is pretty much like owning a truck with training wheels on. You're going to learn everything about the trucking business. You're going to learn about how running it. You're going to see how sometimes your paycheck is $0 because you didn't budget or plan right or the work wasn't there. It's a great way to, to, to gain some hands-on experience if you have zero dollars because not everybody has thousands to save so if you have zero dollars and you have a cdl this is one of the options right i'm glad you spoke about the lease uh purchase because i think it's important for people to get that experience first to learn on someone else dying i mean there's no need of you mm-hmm. i actually uh did have done lease purchase before and so I learned that a lot through that process, um, the simple things of how much fuel do I need to be able to get from point A to point B. You know, you might as well make that mistake when you at a company. <laughs> so, yeah, exactly. thank you for that. That's a gem right there. Thank you for it. Exactly. Um, yeah, because I totally agree. What, what kind of truck do you drive? Right now I'm driving a Freightliner Cascadia, the 2016. I like Freightliners. The other trucks are very, very pretty, and they're very, very powerful. But a Freightliner is like the Ford of trucks. The parts are cheap, the labor is cheap, and just about everybody works on it. There's no waiting list, no waiting line. The most important thing to a trucker is time. If you got one of these fancy trucks that take these fancy parts, you have to order them parts. You have to wait. And it's probably 10 people in front of you. Everybody has Freightliner parts, <laughs> like everybody. So that's why I choose a Freightliner. And is it an automatic or manual? This is an automatic. I'm finally switched on to the automatic. I drove a manual the whole time that I've been driving. And um, I switched to the manual, I mean to the automatic, I'm sorry. I switched to automatic because it's better on gas mileage. And very relaxing, I must say. Just put it in drive and keep the wheel straight. Because right now I'm in the process of training other drivers, so it's so much easier to train them on an automatic because it makes them a lot more comfortable. Awesome, awesome. Yep. So a lot of a lot of women in the industry they love the automatics as well. Um, you know, companies like US Express and. Uh, 
I think U.S. Express is one of the only ones. I think we have a couple that um, train only on automatic. So, yeah, that's what the well, industry no, is going to. No, actually, it's quite a few now. You got U.S. Express. I think Swift has switched to straight automatic. Um, I think CRST has switched to straight automatic. Um, I don't know about um, I don't know about Prime, but all the major companies are going with automatic because this is is cost effective. It's very cost effective. It's easier to train them. You can train the people quicker. You can get them out to school and get the new class in. And it's great on gas mileage. I get almost eight miles a gallon. Oh wow, awesome! So yep. I want to go into how do you you said something about a mechanic and so how do you how do you find a mechanic? Like if it, if it's a woman that's listening and right now she needs a mechanic, like what does she do? Like, ooh, <laughs> that right now. <laughs> I would say um, because we. You know, that's kind of interesting. That's a good question. We used to go off word of mouth, but because I'm such a connector and I'm just an all-around hustler, <laughs> I meet people that work on trucks. And I just, you know, I watch their work. I get the reviews. And I turn them into my mechanics. I mean, you just, when it comes to a mechanic, just don't go to no random place. Find somebody that you can trust. You know what I'm saying? That's kind of tricky. but we can refer you to mechanics, but we're in the 757 area. You know what I'm saying? So if you're in this area, we have great mechanics, but you just have to find somebody you can trust in your area. Finding a good mechanic is like finding a good partner or, um, (laughs) because if you are on the road and your truck breaks down in Houston, but your mechanic's in Chicago, he does you no good because you're in Houston, you know. Um, I stick to the dealerships myself. Sometimes it's more of a backlog. Sometimes it may cost more, but dealerships give you warranty on parts and labor. You always want a warranty on parts and labor. So if something, if they don't do something right, guess what? You can go to another freight liner in Illinois, you know, or Indiana, and they're going to get it fixed because it was done in Houston and it wasn't done right. Awesome. That's great advice. Great, great advice. Um, my next question, it is, um, I, well, before I get to my next question, I, I want to read what I actually read. And I think it's very worth um, saying this on the air. But um, one of the viewers, listeners, I'm sorry, that's listening in, she wrote, um, and shout out to Tamara Spivey. <laughs> Thank you for listening. She said, great show. Yes, it's good to see a couple doing it together. So that, you know, congratulations on that. Um, I think this is very relevant to hear. Yeah. Um, So I want to ask, what are some of the challenges that y'all have faced um, in being an owner-operator and having a, being a motor carrier? Um, First, um, um, what poor choices did you make when you first started, and what advice would you give <laughs> others? I guess I can take that lead. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, I think miss messing up the money, not managing money properly. Um, when I first started out, we 
um, I just wanted everything. <laughs> and I didn't realize that you are supposed to say, you know, one time, you know, the tires blew out. And I'm like, what? The people that told you to go get that load, not go fix it? And he was like, no, Angela, we have to pay for this. So that was one of my challenges. Just Mine was mostly not having the full knowledge and understanding of how important it was to keep a maintenance account and remembering that that truck was my business. Um, I'm responsible for it. So managing your money, that's the number one thing in truck. And I always tell people, stop thinking that people just be making, you do make good money. It's times we didn't make 10000 a week. You do make good money. But you have to remember, you have to pay your business. You have to pay your driver. And please, people, pay your damn drivers. <laughs> and you have to <laughs> I agree. save money. Yeah. So we I know. um money problems, not managing money and not knowing proper ways to have your authority. They will snatch your authority away from you if you do not handle your paperwork properly. Yeah. One of the one of the biggest issues that we had was like she said, we wasn't managing our money because we felt like we had arrived, you know, first time you make six <laughs> figures in a year. We have arrived, we're rich. Um and I was in Atlanta actually and I was having death issues with my truck and my truck shut down. And it was like, Yeah, it's gonna take a month to fix it and I was like, Well, I'm gonna fly home, baby She was like, Okay and we was, like, happy, you know, because I was home. You know, we like, yeah, about a week later with no income coming in there. Oh, we was at each other's throats. I was like, yo, this ain't where it's at. You know, so like she said, it's about money management. You you have arrived because you're your own boss, but you haven't arrived where you don't, where you can just blow money. You can't just blow money. You, you have to be financially responsible, definitely. And we learned that the hard way. Almost twice. We almost had that hallway twice. You know? That's, so nice. That's why. I, huh? <laughs> I ain't saying that, boo. Oh, you know, that's why the way we are now, like, we're very humble and, and we're very grateful and thankful for the position that we're in because we remember the time when we wasn't in this position. That's why we want to help people get to this position and we want to make sure that they don't make the same mistakes that we made just because you made a check for ten thousand dollars in one week don't forget you still owe the big dog and you know who the big dog is the irs you still owe them too and they got to get theirs and they're going to break your check down three different ways social security tax state tax federal tax you got to pay a percentage on all of that so Always keep that in mind when you are a 1099 employee that you have to pay taxes still. Taxes is the number one killer of businesses. Taxes. And shout out I'm to sorry. the trucker accountant. We had the trucker accountant on our podcast, and this is tax season right now. So definitely hit her up on Instagram, Facebook. Just Google her and get your taxes done. So you are so right. Um, she get, she dropped so many gems on this show, and we're so thankful to have her on. But all right, y'all, if y'all are listening, definitely call in. Call in. We're going to do a get. I feel like we should do a giveaway on this show. So maybe the next person, maybe the first person that call into the show, we can do a giveaway. Um, um, I'm going to let y'all pick a number. <laughs> Choose a number, and then they'll, we'll, they'll, we'll make them that caller. So um, 
Our number is 914-205-5328. So let's do a giveaway tonight because um, I'm so happy to have y'all on. And so Thank you. I got a question, Miss Angela. Yeah, a lot ma'am. of people, a lot of people struggle with finding someone to help them with their paperwork. I know even for myself, people have asked me, hey, do you know anything about this paperwork? I say, look, I, I was a company driver. I can't help you with your paperwork <laughs> as an owner operator. And so is that a service that you will offer, you know, to be um, able to no, help someone? I do not someone? offer that service. Um, okay. But I do, and I'm just going to be honest, I do not offer that service because that's just not my specialty. I have someone that handles my paperwork for me. Okay. So, so um, like I said, a lot of drivers, a lot of on the operators, they, you know, when it come down to getting out of it, you know, they won't, they need to find people who, to do that. So, yeah. Okay. I just thought I would throw that in there and add. Yeah, that's, uh, one thing my wife has taught me is that <laughs> sometimes it's good to pay people for their lane. You know, that's not our lane. She know people who that is their lane. You don't hesitate to pay them. You know, like, damn. Because I hate paperwork. I hate it more than she do. I hate it with a passion. I don't so even like running my loads for the week. What is the title of the person that keeps all um all your your business is set up properly? You know, you know, you get what I'm saying. Like, um, so if the IRS say, okay, we're gonna do an audit on you, um, do you have all you know, making sure you have all your paperwork? What is a person title that does that? Oh, you talking about the uh, what is it? The um, what is the authorized oh, representative? Mhm. Well, that's me. That's me. As much as I hate paperwork, if the IRS come and knock in, I get very educated very quickly. So um, I actually keep close contact with my accountant. I talk to him every two weeks, you know. So, I'm, I mean, I'm knowledgeable. I'm knowledgeable in the taxes and stuff. I just don't like doing the physical work. I can talk about it all day. I just don't like the, the pushing of the papers, you know. But um, it would probably be me. You know, that's why this partnership works so well between me and my wife, because it's like, if you want one thing, it's her. If you want one thing, it's me. You know, so it's this is like a perfect, it's like the yin and the yang. Okay. Um, and so I asked that question because I had a guy that had a truck and he was like, how he was like, how do I know if I got everything that's needed? You know, because it's not really a checklist. Um, so yeah, thank you for that. And so my next quick, just drop us a gem about authority. Give us some advice for anyone who may be wanting their authority, who's in listening, tuning in. If y'all have any questions, definitely call in because it may be a question that you have that I'm just not thinking about. And so I'm at the end of my questions. So if you have any questions, we have about 15 minutes left on the podcast. So definitely give us a call and tune in, uh, call in, but um, just drop us a gem. About the authority. one thing that I would say about um, having your own authority, the one it it allows you to have more ownership and more power over your company. 
for example, with, when you have your own authority, we like I said, we're here in the 757. We rotate whether we want to work off the low boards. And well, I was once a freight broker, so I already know how to broker those. I, I have contact with brokers um, and things like that. When you have your own authority, it allows you to, if you want to go and we sometimes we go put a truck at the port. I can put a truck at the ports and I can work under their authority. If I feel like they're not making me enough money, I can snatch my truck back and keep it under my authority. It just gives you more leverage. It allows you to make moves that some companies can't make for you. Like I say, it puts the power back into your hands where you can pick your own load. You can negotiate with the broker on what you want for the load. It just gives you ownership. I just look at it as you're going to become an owner-operator. Of course, it's a process. Why don't you just take it all the way? You know what I'm saying? Just go all the way. Do everything and hire those people that you need to hire to handle the different things, assets of your business. Yeah. Yeah. I agree, baby. Pretty much nailed it. Um, if I had to it think of... the middleman. Definitely that. That's the one thing that you want to do is cut out as many, many men as possible. You want to, you want to take as many hands out of your pocket. Is possible. You already got the government in your pocket, you know, so you want to take out as many other people. I would think the one thing I would say about a trucking authority, you have to respect it. That's why it's called an authority. You have to respect it. You have to respect that you're putting yourself in a different position in life. Now you have the freedom. You have the freedom to do what you want to do. That's why I enjoy it. Um, but you have to respect it. Don't take it for granted. Um, make sure you, just like we said, make sure you keep your paperwork straight. You keep your hours, service straight. Make sure you get, the one thing that can mess up your authority is not getting to your shippers on time. If you get loaded and you're running late, you talk to these brokers, you talk to the company, you let them know you're constantly in communication because your authority is, is almost like it's graded every time you do a pickup and a drop-off. And as you keep doing successful pickups and drop-offs, your authority gets stronger and stronger. That's why the first 30 days you can only work with certain companies because a lot of companies come and go in 30 days. 60 days you can work with another group of companies because a lot of companies come and go in 60 days. You know, But then after 90 days, six months, a year, it opens up to how many companies you can deal with. You can't just get your authority and on day one go talk to Amazon and say, I want to broker an Amazon load. They're going to be like, how long you had your authority? One week. They're going to be like, come back in 11 months <laughs> because you have to show and prove that you're about your business. Just because you work for yourself don't mean <laughs> you're going to be able to take a break. You're going to hate your boss. You're going to work for yourself and you're going to hate your boss because you have to put more energy into that until you're able to add people on. As you add people on, then you can take a step back. But until then, you are the whole operation. You know, you are everything. You're the boss, the employee, everything. So just know that even though you have freedom on one level, you're going to put more energy into this business than anything you ever did. But the, the results is worth it. I promise you. The results is worth it. This is not for the weak-hearted. This is not for the weak-hearted. So I have a question. Um, 
I got my authority. Now what? What's the next step? If you got your authority, now you can sign up to a load board. You can sign up to a dispatching service, whichever way you want to do it. You can sign up. They have dispatching services out here um, that you can sign up with your authority, and they'll find you loads. You you may pay them a percentage every week, you know, or you might just pay them a fixed rate, and they're going to find your loads. They're using your authority to find you loads. Or mm-hmm. you could do, or you can have your own load board. You can go on that, on um, one, two, three load board, Uber Freight, all of that, and you can book them yourself. You know, so you have options. Thank you. Do the people do the people want more? Because I can give them more. I'm trying not to talk too much because I can give them more now. I can give them a whole lot more. I'm trying not to talk too much. That's why I keep Come being quiet. The fire. We here for the gems because if someone in this situation, if someone listening, I can feel it in my spirit, Lord. You know, if someone yeah. listening and, I mean, and they are at that that point where they're like, I want to do it, but how? And like I always say, five years ago, six years ago, people wasn't giving out in, any information, um, and I didn't even know any African Americans, any Black people. Wait a minute, Happy Black History Month. Um, I didn't know any black people that even owned the truck. And that's the honest to God truth, you know. So congratulations again. We love what you're doing and we and I'm so thankful to have y'all on as well. So Thank you. um Yeah. So that's because Anything that you wanna share, go ahead. It was an exclusive boys good old boys club. Even now in twenty twenty, we still get strange looks. Because we out here. Women get strange looks. Certain men get strange looks. Because we out here. You know, they don't think that we're supposed to have certain things. You know, um, I'm trying to be politically correct because it is Black History Month. I'm trying to be politically correct. I'm not trying to say what I want to say. But the reason why my wife and I decided to help people is because it's like a whole lost generation out here. You know, we got all these people that just lost. They don't know what they want to do in life. You know, they're stuck in a dead end job or even if it's not a dead end job, let me take that back. Cause some people that gave jobs such a bad name, it's nothing wrong with having a job. A job is great. A job supports your family. It does everything, but you can't, Give you can't leave a job to your children, so that's why we see it like that. You know, it's about leaving something. You know, I constantly stress that all the time. It's about leaving something. Don't just leave debt and ill will to the next generation of your family. And having your own authority, having your own truck, having trucks with an S. You know, having multiple streams of income. These are the things that we need to start preaching to each other like it's the Bible. When we preach the Bible, we need to have a business section in it for us as well. I love it. And I'm, I'm, Thank you. I'm not going to go too far. <laughs> Thank you. It's breaking a generational curse. So much. Yes. Um, we have a caller that has called in that may have a question, so I'm going to bring you on. Caller, thank you for calling in. Tell us your name and go ahead. 
Good evening. This is Kenya, a.k.a. Lady K. Hello, everybody. Can you hear me? Hey, Lady K. Hello. How are you? I'm doing wonderful. I appreciate you guys uh, being on the show. I uh, came in probably after about 20 minutes, so I don't know if you already answered this question, but I am in the process of getting my own truck, and I wondered if you thought it's best to be an owner-operator for a specific period of time before getting your own authority. I know you said cut out the middleman, but I didn't know if you recommend somebody doing that if they're just getting their own truck. We always say when you're just getting your own truck that you should not just jump into getting your own authority. At least give it, I would say, two years. Are you the, do you, are you the driver? Do you have your CDLs, or are you just investing yes. into the business? Yes, I would be the driver. And how long have you been driving? About two years. Like, um, oh, I've already been driving two years. You've already been driving two yeah, years. Yeah, I've, can I've, get been, your a, own authority. I've been a company driver. Mm-hmm. You can get your own authority. It's just, like I say, it's just more, it's better because that way it gives you more ownership. But it's up to the level of confidence confidence for you. Are you ready to get your own authority? Well, I mean, in my mind I am, just in terms of the things that you talked about, in terms of just having more flexibility and having more control. But then I know that there is the other school of thought of, you know, you may just want to get used to all of the expenses of having your own Mm -hmm. own truck. Like, um, your husband said, you know, well, if you don't have money to get a truck, then lease on with the company, and then you kind of know how that goes. I do have money to, to get a truck, um, and I'd rather get paid by the load. And uh, so I'm thinking that I may just do that and then maybe stack up some cash to build even more reserve for, you know, the down payment on the insurance and all that stuff and all the ins and outs of of um, being an owner-operator and also to get my own authority. But, uh, you know, I, I'm just not quite sure. What's the best route to go? Because I've heard. I will. Go ahead, baby. I would most definitely get my truck. Go ahead and go through with purchasing your truck. Most definitely do that. And because you already have the experience of being a driver, lease your truck on with the company for a little while. Get used to that again because you're getting used to it in a different aspect. Now you're not working for that company. Mm -hmm. You're working for your company. Yeah, that's the same thing I was saying. Your truck is just moving on with them, and they're going to do a breakdown with you. And then, you know, get in the habit of saving your money. And once you've mastered that part, then jump on in to get your authority because, you know, everything is steps to all of this. Sure. Yeah, I would suggest taking the rest of the year, buy your truck, lease on to the company, start learning how, you know, how how to statement because with you switching on being an owner, you no longer get a paycheck. Now you get a statement. A settlement, you know, start seeing the breakdown on the settlement, start seeing um, what your revenue is looking like, you know, start start seeing how much you want to save. Because, honestly, authority may not be the best option for you. 
You know, I mean, we have to keep it real. It's more than one thing my wife has taught me is more than one blueprint to get this money out here. You know what I'm saying? So I mm-hmm. would definitely sign on with a company and just give it to the rest of the year. You know, sign on, get used to it first of the year, see where you're at. Okay. That makes sense. I appreciate that. No so do, would you suggest lease purchase first in this situation or at all? Uh-uh. No, 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 Yeah, she already has the money to purchase the truck, buy your truck. That right there is going to give you more freedom because you don't have to take the loads that they give you. You can take the loads that you want. You can pick and choose. So that right there gives you the freedom also. You know, but if you can buy lease purchase, it's for people that have no money, and you're trying to build right. something with nothing. Right. Now, I don't have money to straight out buy the whole truck, but I do have money for down payment. Uh, I already have a maintenance fund, and then I probably have some that could carry me, you know, a month or two. That's fine. That's fine. You have way there. That's fine. It's perfectly fine. Okay. Well, thank you, Lady Kay. That's a All good right. question. Do you yes, have another right. four? Do you have any more for them? No, oh. I don't. No, that's. Oh, okay. You talking to me, Sheree? I am. <laughs> oh, okay. You know I'm the question lady. Now that's that's the that's the hot burning question for me for now. That's like what's right in front of me. Um, and then I will say that I did hear you saying something about uh, to email you if we're looking to buy a truck. I wasn't quite sure of what you said before that. Yeah. Um, um, I probably, so, go ahead. Go ahead, baby. No, no, no. Go ahead, baby. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Um, you can email me to kind of like help you figure out what type of truck you want. And I do also have drivers if you need a driver to put in your truck. Or since you drive, you can drive your own truck and save your money. So you can just give me a call, you know, an email. Email me so I can help set you up in the proper way so you can have your truck up and running. Okay. Absolutely, I will. I will. And, Sheree, that that link is in the the blog, I mean the podcast. No, ma'am. I'm going to update it after the show. After the show, so oh, okay. uh, right. yeah, okay. I, I think I got the wrong. I'm not sure. Click on it and see. I I actually think that this link goes to their page, and that was when I said triple vision dash logistics that dot business dot site. Um, so I think yeah, it I actually can go there. That one. Okay, yeah. So yeah, we have the correct information okay. on the. Oh well, well thank you, Kenyette. We're gonna answer our second caller. Um. Let's bring them on. Welcome to the She Trucking Podcast. Please tell me who you are and ask your question. Hi, um, this is Valerie. Hello. Hi, Valerie. Hi, Hi Valerie. Um, so um I actually purchased a truck last year. Um, I have a freight liner and you write about the part. Um, but I have been out the truck a few years because I had to get a knee surgery and stuff like that. So I'm not as confident in my back no more. And I've been having issues finding drivers. 
Oh. <laughs> well, welcome. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but I do well, have my own authority. Okay. Well, I can well, help you with that department my wife, when it comes to... This is definitely my wife's lane. This is definitely her lane right <laughs> here, so I'm going to shut up. <laughs> I, um, I have a lot of drivers, actually, that needs work and I specialize in um over the road drivers. I don't if you're not gonna be an over the road driver, I can't do anything with you. Yes. Yeah. So you can yeah. send me an email, go on my website, send your information, we can schedule an appointment and we can talk and we can see what we can do. As far as we giving you a driver, I send them out the application, get their driving record and all of that, but the owner is responsible for the drug testing part. Yes, I do have a drug consortium. Okay, and you're responsible for making sure that you get my driver to your truck. Okay, I'm cool with that. Okay, then we can do business together. (laughs) Yes, because I've been having a few issues. My truck been sitting. Like, I can drive it myself. I can move and go forward, go back if I need to. But, you know, by me having my knee replaced in April, it's been a little issue with me getting in and out of the truck. So that's why I've been the hardest thing. And like y'all was talking about earlier, with making mistakes and you, you know, listening to people, people not helping and being able to assist. Like I've learned so much to not make mistakes, you know, with other people. Like things I've been doing, coming into, mm-hmm. you know, being an owner operator versus a company driver. And all that stuff y'all were saying yeah. was so important. I even invited some of my friends in. I'm like, y'all come listen to this. <laughs> y'all need to hear this. <laughs> I'm so grateful well, <laughs> and appreciative. We Yes, I'm so now, grateful. Valerie, thank you so much. Valerie, are you You're one welcome. of my moderators? Yes, ma'am. Welcome to the team. Let me let me give you a proper introduction. Um, welcome to the team. So Valerie is one of our moderators, and she trucking. She gives good content, and so I am so honored to have you. Let me just say that while we on the air, this is my first time hearing your voice. You know, we we typing behind the computer, so it's good to hear your voice. And thank you for calling in. Yes, I've been waiting patiently. Like, let me, you know, see if I'm going to somebody need something to say first before I call in. Yes, welcome to the team. She's a part of the Sheet Tracking Podcast. Was you on the sister chat last weekend? Um, Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. So y'all probably heard her last weekend on the sister chat, and we're going to do more of those. We're going to have those once a month. Um, Believe it or not, y'all, we have been on here an hour. Thank you for calling, Valerie. Wow, this hour flew by. Yes, it flies. Time flies. So we're going to wrap it up. I I, I got a, well, I got one question. So on the social media, Mm -hmm. we have a question that says, what do you see for the future of trucking when it comes to owner operators? Mm. (laughs) That's a good one. Uh, the, uh, The future. I think in the future, it's not going to be as many large companies. It's going to be a lot of small. It's going to be more smaller fleets, two, three fleets, you know, two, three truck fleets, because with the way Amazon has changed everything, you're going to have to be able to be on demand and be very, very movable. You know, these big companies have so much overhead. So in my opinion, I think it's going to shrink. 
you see you had big companies fall last year, and trucking still has not picked up to the level it was in 2018 yet. So don't be surprised if you hear about one or two more of these major, major companies falling. So I think it's going to be about the smaller owner-operator with two, three trucks. More than more than three trucks, you consider the fleet. I just wanted to know that. Three or more, your fleet. Yep. Hmm. And Is that why? I just want to okay. say this. I just want to say this before we close out. Did y'all hear how intelligent my wife is? Now y'all see why I picked her. Now you see why we are together. You know, a lot of people talk about having a person that match your fly, but I have a person that matches my intelligence and matches my drive and matches, every, you know, I couldn't have picked a better life partner and everything. And, and I just wanted to say that over the air. That's so Thank sweet. You, husband. <laughs> That's so sweet. <laughs> I want to leave the show with um, a quote. I want a quote from both of y'all and leave us some uh, courage and words. We listen. If y'all have another um, question, y'all better call in now. Our number is nine one four two zero five five three two eight. And thank you to Kenya and Valerie. Y'all have some amazing questions. And so, um, and thank you everyone for listening in. I haven't been on the show in a while. We've been I've been letting my moderators take and uh, take the wheel and drive their own shows. Um, I'm gonna try to get Valerie. I know you're still listening to take a show as well. So um, we have Logan Taylor uh, on next week. I think Logan is coming on next week. He's a motivational speaker, and he oh my god, he's fire. So he's gonna be on next Sunday. Um, and thank you all for listening in. Um, every we here every Sunday at 8 p.m. Every Sunday we have a live show, and then we upload it to the other podcast platforms. So if you miss our show, don't worry about it. Just go to Spotify, um, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and listen to uh, the She Trucking Podcast. Um, once again, we have Triple Vision Logistics on today, um, and we have Miss Angela and Mr. Marcus Little on. So and we. Like I said, it's been an honor to have you on the She Trucking Podcast, and thank you so much. Before y'all go, if you can just leave a positive quote with us to get us through this 2020. What's our motto, baby? Um, vision plus hustle equals success. Simple as that. Wow. Love it. Vision plus hustle. I love it. On that note, we out. Do y'all have Thank anything you. else y'all want to add before we? It's been an honor. All right, y'all. It's really been an honor. And thank, thank you, so, you much. so much for having us up here. Thank you for coming. It's been an honor for us uh, to have a, a, a hour of your time, you know. And so this is the She <laughs> Trucking Podcast. We will be on next week, Sunday, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. She gon' take care of her bitch, she truckin', she truckin', she a woman with a rig, she truckin', she truckin', she gon' take care of her kids, she truckin', yeah, she a boss, she do it, bitch, she truckin', she truckin', she truckin', she truckin', she truckin', she truckin'.